what happens when our circumstances are the ones that dictate who we should love? Is love bound by some sort of higher socioeconomic and political ideology, all of which are things that are beyond our control? On today's episode, I review a film about young love and the cruel prejudices that surround them and threatens to tear it apart. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back to another episode this week, cuties, to That's My Cue, your one-stop destination to hide from absolute spoilers from the internet. That's right. I'm currently holed up in a bunker in which it is absolutely and positively impenetrable from Spider-Man No Way Home-shaped spoilers. So, you gotta keep a vigilant eye out in this industry. And you might think I'm paranoid, but I can assure you, I am... What was that? What was that sound? I am not paranoid. But, you know, right now as I'm recording this, it's a day before the premiere, and nothing, and I mean nothing, can spoil this good, dank movie for me. So, you know, in order to, you know, keep up with this, uh, this, uh... I guess, stringent policy. I deleted all social media, so I'm like off the grid right now. And I wish I could do that on the reg, but my, you know, whole shtick of advertising the show rides on social media presence. So, you know, I'm bound to that cruel little box. But for the next few days, I am going to be in bliss as I also not you know, expose myself to any Spider-Man shaped spoilers. I gotta, gotta reemphasize that. I don't care if it's like a, you know, sex in the city shaped spoiler. Who gives a crap about that? But Spider-Man, that, that's mine, baby. That's, that's not supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to have any service here. Uh, I mean, it'd be rude if I, if I didn't answer it, but no, I, I, I really can't y'all. Okay. Hello? Oh, finally, dude. I can finally talk to someone about this movie. Dude, did you know that Spider-Man is like a regular man? Who who is this? Um and I I guess yeah. I already knew that he was just a regular guy. Why what what did you think he was in the first place? Bro, you seen this movie too? Dude, it blew my freaking mind. He wasn't a spider at all. It was just a guy. Dude, this movie is goaded for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was never a spider at all in the first place, but Oh yeah, also Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are And this is where I'm hanging up. Nope. Nope, you can't get me. I gotta reinforce these walls, but, you know, in the meantime, here's some things that I'm currently into. First off, we have Street Gang and how we got to Sesame Street. So, this is basically a documentary about the creation of Sesame Street. And so far, you know, I've gotten pretty much, like, I want to say maybe, like, halfway through this movie. And I want to say it's pretty good. You know, granted, since it's an HBO original and HBO currently airs Sesame Street... Uh, before it airs on PBS. I, I feel like the drama of the doc feels a little undercooked just because, you know, uh, 
it's all part of the same network and it feels like it's kind of a little too safe and a little too um uh i would say too glowing of a documentary for sesame street not that sesame street has like these dark undertones or you know dark history behind it but you know it, it, I, I like a little bit of spice a little bit of drama to kind of uh Keep me enticed. But then again, also, the Mr. Rogers documentary was really good. And, you know, it had, you know, interpersonal drama with uh, Mr. Rogers. And, you know, you just got to see it for yourself. It's really good. And I think that uh, Street Gang is also pretty good. Uh, still, you know, the point of the whole documentary is just to just highlight the importance of educational television and its role within the space of children's programming. So, of course, that is always awesome. Up next, we have the Matrix tech demo for the Unreal 5 engine. Y'all, as far as tech demos go, this is the real deal, right? So the Unreal 5 engine is what's next for next generation gaming, and it is so freaking cool. Uh, the character models for me uh, looked incredibly lifelike with some occasional, I want to say just the usual floatiness that comes with video game, you know, uh, uh, character models and you know uh, their body movement just feels a little awkward but for the most part in terms of you know textures and and uh, skin coloration and 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 pigments you know like I, I don't know how to explain it but it really feels like there's like um just a real person looking at you sometimes it's kind of hard to tell if it's actually Keanu talking to me or just the you know, uh, video game rendering him, um, I mean, obviously it's, it's his voice lending to the performance, but it looks like Keanu Reeves is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, of course, you know, if you look into this tech demo, just be warned that this isn't really a full game. And by that extension, whatever gameplay that is, there is pretty simplistic and on rails. So it's just more to show you what the Unreal 5 engine can do. And I think it is a great opportunity for developers to take this engine and just, you know, just run with it for the next few years. I think it's going to be a great sign of exciting games to come. You know, so if you want to check it out, it's free for the Xbox Series X and the PS5. So, yeah, why not give it a whirl? And finally, this isn't really, this has nothing to do with, you know, uh, this is kind of an unusual entry into the currently list, I guess. But it is what I'm into. So uh, I just recently got back into collecting Pokemon cards. And I'll be honest, y'all, I'm down the rabbit hole again. I mean, it's been years, mind you, since I've actually bought any or even had, you know, a, a faint of an interest to collect any of them. But your boy's back to collecting these little dudes. And, you know, as far as card games go, I don't really care too much about the actual gameplay of it because, you know, it just felt like there's like a lot of peripherals that you needed. You needed like hit counters. Um, you needed so many different. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. But, you know, like and also you needed a coin. I, I just want to play the card game. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh! didn't really have to make me do that too much when I was uh, in middle school. But, you know, to its credit. I, I did download the online game and it is pretty simple to get a grasp of and, you know, you could easily kill like a, a good hour or two. But the one thing that is interesting about collecting these cards is that any product you buy, whether if it's a booster pack or a deck or a tin or whatever, it comes with this card with a, an, uh, a code that you can pretty much just redeem online within the game 
and uh, you can you know get a copy of maybe a booster pack that you want to use and uh, you buy a physical booster pack and you get that online version as well so I think it's kind of cool so you can also build your deck that way on the online experience so it's kind of a, a nice well-rounded uh, you know um, I guess hobby if, if you want to call it that but you know I'm just really in it to just collect for the art because some of the art on these cards y'all are really dope and yeah because for what it's worth the TCG has just one of the prettiest cards to this date compared to uh, many other games I will say that I've never played magic but you know I, I've seen some magic cards I'm like yeah it's a good looking card and as for Yu-Gi-Oh yeah just you tell me what that dragon looks like where the head is and where the hands are because there's so many cards within Yu-Gi-Oh you know that's that's besides the point but that's enough of that uh, today we have a great review for y'all and we're going to be talking about a new remake of a classic musical that may have been updated for the better. So let's meet a girl named Maria as we talk about the newest adaptation of West Side Story. So directed by Steven Spielberg and released on December 10th, 2021, this movie stars Ansel Elgort, Rachel Zelger, Ariana DeBose, and the GOAT, Rita Moreno. For those that are unfamiliar with the plot of West Side Story, this relatively modern reimagining, if you will, of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet finds its setting within the west side of Manhattan, in which star-crossed lovers Tony and Maria find themselves at odds over an increasingly tense turf war between rivaling gangs, the Jets and the Sharks. It's a simple premise, right? Well, it is, because it's a simple premise to get behind and the audience's loose familiarity of the classic Shakespeare play will pretty much find themselves at home within West Side Story's narrative. Now juxtaposed with the theme of racial uh, prejudice, Steven Spielberg's masterful direction evokes a classic Hollywood aesthetic similar to its 1961 predecessor, while also implementing modern filmmaking sensibilities that have plenty of poignant social commentary to say about its characters. It discusses not only the toxic discriminatory conflict between both parties, but rather the individual morality of its characters and whether or not their inclination towards violence is warranted. The, uh, the film's cinematography is really gorgeous, y'all, with captivating lighting schemes that emulates a Broadway element to its aesthetic at times, while also capturing the vibrancy and energy of the source material itself, which is you know, to be expected from longtime Spielberg collaborator Janusz Kaminski. Leonard Bernstein's score from the musical production is as commanding as ever. The music is so beautiful. Alongside Stephen Sondheim's iconic lyrics, which is just as endearingly performed by its charismatic young cast members, there's a lot to enjoy about West Side Story. Rachel Zelger's the theatrical debut is full of star-making uh, qualities to her performance, and her romantic exchanges with Ansel Elgort is exciting to watch. However, I think... You will definitely enjoy it through Ariana DeBose's performance in particular. She is so powerful and moving in the way that she dominates through each scene with this masterful skill level within the film's choreography and music. But she also equally balances this through the film's more emotional moments with plenty of pathos and depth. Alongside a wonderful supporting appearance by Rita Moreno, who starred in the 1961 adaptation, West Side Story fires on all cylinders, and I really do recommend that you check it out. And it is the worth, and it is worth the price of admission. All in all, 
It has talent on all ends of its production and is one of the rare examples in which a newer iteration far surpasses its predecessor. And I'm going to give this movie a 9 out of 10. And that is currently playing in theaters, so I definitely recommend that you should check this out. It's a good one, y'all. But let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk all things musicals. So don't touch that dial. We'll definitely be right back. I mean, it's not like you're going anywhere, right? Okay, see ya. Welcome back. Today on our program, we talked all about West Side Story 2021. It's one of those rare cases, y'all, like I said in my review, that it's a remake that is better than the original. So... I figured it might be fun to kind of talk about some musicals uh, throughout cinematic history. That might be kind of cool if they remade it. Now, I know before you grab your pitchforks and, you know, torches, just know that I really love all these uh, original musicals uh, in the films that they were uh, debuted in, I guess. But... I definitely think that for a newer generation, it might be in good faith and in good service to maybe update it and to kind of bring new life to it. Maybe bring those viewers back to the originals and enjoy that as well. But for whatever reason, I think that these three films might definitely have a lot of potential. First up on my list, we have Sound of Music. And y'all, I can feel the comments flooding my way from a lot of folks, just a lot of angry, you know, fist shaking, but I love the original, and, and don't get me wrong. Honestly, I feel like that any remake that's going to come our way in the future in the shape of Sound of Music isn't going to be t- able to topple the impact of that film, but, you know, there's so many iconic moments that I think would be really cool with the technology that we have now with, uh, you know, uh, cameras and, and, and dr- drone shots and all that jazz, but, you know, I, I think that the original uh shot of julie andrews dancing on top of a hill is always gonna be iconic in that moment especially with that sweeping landscape shot that feels virtually untouchable you know i i feel like there's no way to redo that and do it with justice however i do think that the music is just as timeless as ever and a lot of people will recognize it and I think that with the right director and core cast members, sort of like West Side Story, uh, you can really strike gold, especially if you find someone that can really capture the role of Maria and Captain Von Trapp. You know, I don't know. It could be a great homage to what came before. And who doesn't love a nice Julie Andrews cameo while we can still film one? So let's, you know, hop right to it. Next up on my list, Fiddler on the Roof. This is one of those movies where the original is really good, y'all, and I definitely think that you should check it out. But I also feel like not a lot of people talk about it. At least not a lot of people, you know, within uh, my generation, because I just feel like it's 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 a really great movie, but not as popular to revisit with uh, the young folk. But I think its commentary on just stringently following tradition is an interesting theme that can be kind of noteworthy to... Uh, retrofit for the way it talks about our world today. And I think that this musical needs a nice revitalized iteration that can bring in all sorts of fans alike together. And I don't know. Yeah, I just want, I, I just think, you know, Fiddler on the Roof, underrated. And I, I, I definitely think that that is in need of some TLC. And finally, 
On my list, we have Little Shop of Horrors. Yo, Alan Menken is one of the goats. Don't get don't get that twisted when it comes to the musical scene. And and while most people might be familiar with his work on Disney films like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and The Little Mermaid, you've heard me talk about this before on previous episodes, so I don't need to reiterate that, but I feel like Little Shop is going to be one of the safer choices out of these three that I've mentioned since it kind of feels like it's primed and, you know, maybe ready to go for a modern retelling. The music is fantastic, the comedy is great, and I think with more dynamic sets and cinematography, a new adaptation would be cool. Also, why not get Steve Martin in the mix again? I think that'd be dope. But I think that Audrey 2 still needs to be puppeteered through practical means. But newer techniques that are uh, currently available to us, as well as some, you know, lights, and I mean like very minimal CGI elements can help, you know, bring that character to life that much more. And I think it'd be really cool. Uh, I've spoken at, at length at, as to how much this movie really holds up really well. And, and uh, I think you should still watch it if you haven't already, you know, find it streaming somewhere. I think we watched it on HBO Max, so I definitely think uh, that, that, that it's, a, it's a goodie. But yeah, that's today's episode. If people want to share their thoughts on the show or maybe this uh, week's movie that I uh, reviewed, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on Twitter at Q Podcast. And let's talk all about West Side Story and what you liked. What he didn't like, I'd love to hear from y'all. Of course, you can always hit me up on, uh, you know, at my email account at that'smyqpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send some uh, suggestions in on what I should review next. Maybe, you know, some feedback for the show. What you like, what you didn't like. What what things can I uh, do to improve to make this experience better for y'all? Right now, we're on episode 36, so that means that we've been doing this for like nine months. That's crazy. Can you believe that? But with these 36 reviews, we only have three reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you can, take some time today after watching Spider-Man to rate and review the episode on iTunes or I guess Apple Podcasts now. And this really does, and I keep saying this week to week, that it really does help boost attention for the show as well as, you know, maybe just sharing the episode with a friend. Just post it on your social media. Just tag me as well, and I'll, I'll be sure to shout you out in next week's episode. You know, anything helps, and of course, the support is greatly appreciated. I also want to thank J1K for, uh, for the use of their music, Captured Soul, from the School Days beat tape, which you can always find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com. That is, of course, until he takes it down for whatever reason. But, you know, J1K, thank you for the song. Okay, and next week's episode, I'll, I'll have already seen it. It's the chosen review of the year and it is of course going to be elf no just kidding it's going to be spider-man no way home I, that, you know why why would i not do it right but i'm gonna leave you off with a quote it's from one of my favorite songs from west side story and it goes a little bit like this kind of like in a more spoken word vibe because i'm not i'm, I'm you don't want me to sing this Maybe I'll sing it for like a little bonus Patreon kind of thing. I don't even have a Patreon. What am I talking about? There's a place for us. Somewhere. A place for us. Peace and quiet and open air. Wait for us somewhere. 
Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.